0: time to get you dialed into the biggest stories of the day. This is The Daily Ten with Matt Chernoff. All right, everybody, here we go. It's time for the Monday edition of The Daily Ten. It's your friendly podcast host, Matt, back to take you on this 10-minute sports journey of ours, and I wish you all a ho, ho, ho. Happy holiday season. Welcome to Atlanta's only podcast that has all the stuff that you guys care about the most. We will continue to count down our top 10 Braves championship moments a little bit later on here we're down to number five in the countdown so we'll see what number five is going to be but first we start with the football and a Falcons win yesterday in Carolina 29-21 to improve to six and seven which in the NFC these days puts you very much alive for a playoff spot the Falcons are firmly in the hunt now there are degrees here right you're in the playoff picture you're in the mix, or you're between that, which is in the hunt. And right now, the Falcons are right there in a tie with a bunch of other sort of mediocre 6-7, and 7-6 seven, seven and six teams. But considering where they have been the last couple of years, that's okay. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yesterday in the win over Carolina, the Falcons rushed for 128 yards against a pretty good Carolina defense. The Falcons' run game has seen a big tick up over the last three weeks they ran for 121 yards last week against a very good Tampa run defense they put up 149 yards against jacksonville the week before that so they seem to have found something running to the left side of the offensive line that's the Jalen mayfield jake Matthews side and it's worked for them it's also again worth noting the offensive line did not allow a sack yesterday which for this offensive line that's a very big deal Matt Ryan's been hit more than any quarterback in the National Football League, so baby steps yesterday was one of those. Another week, another Cordero Patterson touchdown. He has 10 touchdowns this season. Even when he's not putting up gaudy numbers, he's still finding his way into the end zone. Falcons also had another pick six yesterday. That gives them back-to-back weeks with a pick six It's the first time they've done that since week three and four of the 2016 season. And what I liked about these last two weeks, they were both young players who had confidence-building moments. Last week, it was Marlon Davidson getting that big paw up against Tom Brady to snag that interception for the pick six. And then yesterday, second-year linebacker Michael Walker, a nice read on a Cam Newton pass across the middle. He returned it for a touchdown, a very good time. To be Michael Walker he just welcomed in the baby boy dedicated that pick six to him so congrats to Walker here's the craziest number of them all the Falcons are now five and two on the road five and two road records are usually reserved for pretty good to elite teams and we know the Falcons are far from that it's so weird because they don't want a game on the road and I can't remember a team having this kind of a road record but not being able to win it all at home again it's just it's very odd So the Falcons will have a chance to go 6-2 on the road next week if they can win in San Francisco, which turns out to be a pretty big game. It's virtually a must-win if the Falcons have a realistic chance to make the playoffs. San Francisco won in overtime yesterday in Cincinnati. They hold right now the 6th seed at 7-6. That would be a tiebreaker game, and the Falcons don't hold tiebreakers with many teams right now battling for these final two playoff spots. 6-7 and seven, Washington has the tiebreaker over the Falcons. 6-7 and seven, Philly has the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Falcons. Then you have 6-7 and seven, Minnesota, who has a better conference record. The only team the Falcons hold the tiebreaker over right now would be the 6-7 and seven Saints. But looking at the numbers, if the Falcons were to beat the 49ers, they have a chance then to follow that, uh, follow that game up with a home game against the Lions. If they win there and the season finale at home against the Saints, they would have an 82% chance to make the postseason regardless of how everything else kind of shakes out. If they lose to San Francisco and then, let's say, come back to beat Detroit and New Orleans and finish 2-2 two and two in their final four games, they have only an 8% chance to make the playoffs. So the math is pretty easy. They need to win the San Francisco game. If they win out, win their final four games, which I guess is not possible. It's not probable either. They have a 99% chance to make the postseason. The Falcons opened as an eight-and-a-half-point underdog in San Francisco. We're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. If you're looking for a great place on Sunday to watch all your big games, consider downtown Woodstock, as I said, right there on Main Street. You'll see a walk-up window before you even walk through the door to order drinks. If we get some of those balmy days and nights, I saw temps in the 60s and maybe even touching 70, it's a great time to be in downtown Woodstock, grab a beverage, walk around, enjoy some of the nightlife. But then when you walk through the doors of the Daily Draft, you'll see wall-to-wall flat screens, one of the biggest movie-sized screens in Atlanta, with a front-row seat for you to enjoy all your football action, a chef-inspired menu, and I want to focus on that. This is not your deep-fried sports bar that... You know, you kind of get used to the menu items. This is all kinds of right options from salads, soups, wings, burgers, flatbreads. Great choices for everybody. If you go in for lunch Monday through Friday from 1130 to 3 and mention my podcast, The Daily 10, they're going to take 10% off your lunch order. Find out more at TheDailyDraft.net. You can ask about the game day box, the tailgate platter, get directions, see what nights things are going on. TheDailyDraft.net. Go check them out downtown Woodstock. Okay, so uh, news came out on Friday from Chip Towers at the AJC that Dan Lanning, Georgia's defensive coordinator, would become the next head coach at Oregon. The news uh, was made official over the weekend, and we learned a couple of things. Dan Lanning will remain at Georgia through the completion of the college football playoff, sort of following in the Kirby Smart footsteps, and remember when he got the Georgia job, finished up his time at Alabama. We also learned that Will Muschamp and Glenn Schumann will also remain at Georgia beyond college football playoff, at least that's the news now, in the co-defensive coordinator role for Georgia, both leading up to and then following the completion of the college football playoff. Seeing um, Dan Lanning go was not a big shock, only because this is what happens to very good to elite programs. You lose quality assistants, and head coaches know this stuff is coming, so they hope to have a, a plan in place. If my math is right on this, Kirby has lost Mel Tucker, initially to Colorado. He lost Sam Pittman to Arkansas, now Dan Lanning to Oregon. Again, it's a compliment to the program that your assistant coaches are wanted like this. I saw a note from R.J. Young from Fox on Dan Lanning, who joins a group of guys like Kirby Smart that were once a part of Nick Saban's coaching staff. The year was 2015. This is the staff. You ready? All under Nick Saban. Lane Kiffin was the OC, he's now the head coach at Ole Miss. Kirby Smart was the DC, he's the head coach at Georgia. Mario Cristobal was the offensive line coach, he's now the new head coach at Miami. The wide receiver coach for Bama was Billy Napier, he's the head coach of Florida. Mel Tucker was the defensive back coach, he's now the head coach at Michigan State. And Dan Lanning joins that group who's headed to Oregon. Very impressive. It's like what Bill Belichick does in the NFL, Nick Saban's assistants continue to get opportunities around college football. If you guys are looking for the perfect gift this holiday season for the sports fan in your life, can I point you to homefields.com? This is the place to find over 130 replica stadiums that you will love in your house. I have one in my, actually I have three in my office. You can put them in an office, a fan cave, a man cave, you name it. They come in three different sizes with display cases, cool lighting on them. And if you follow me on Twitter at Real I put a video up to show you just what these look like. I've got Atlanta-Fulton County Stadium, I've got a Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and I've now picked up a Truist Park Championship Replica Stadium. To celebrate the world champs, you can pick this one up, or maybe you want Fenway Park, or Yankee Stadium, maybe you want Bryant-Denny, or Sanford Stadium. They have 130 replica stadiums for you to choose from, and they look fantastic. So here's what you want to do. After you go to homefields.com and pick out the stadium, when you get to checkout, use the promo code CHERNOFF, that's my last name, spelled C-H-E-R-N-O-F-F, for 10% off your order. Again, get to checkout, 10% off using the promo code CHERNOFF and order by December 16th, that's Thursday, to ensure delivery before Christmas. All right, speaking of the world champs, we have been counting down our top 10 championship moments involving the Braves' postseason run. We wanted to look back at the biggest story of the year as we finished up the final couple of weeks of the podcast, and no bigger story than the Braves' run to a championship, and we are down to number five in our countdown. This is going to be a combo today. Let's combo a couple of walk-off wins for the Braves in the postseason, go back to game one and two against the Dodgers, where the Braves were in tied games in the ninth inning. Austin Riley came through in the first game with a base hit that scored Ozzy Albies to give the Braves a 1-0 series lead, and then they backed it up the next night with Eddie Rosario, who would go on to win the National League Championship Most Valuable Player. He hit a smash under the glove of Corey Seager. That would score Dansby Swanson and give the Braves a 2-0 series lead over the Dodgers. They would go on to win that series in six games. It's worth pointing out the Braves were 4-1. In the postseason, or in the postseason, excuse me, Uh, en route to winning their championship it was one of the weird things about the regular season they were just not good in close games but in the postseason bullpen was nails bats came up with big moment after big moment and those in games one and two against the dodgers number five on our countdown as we work our way to number one what will item number four be find out tomorrow as we uh, continue the countdown Uh, If you would, please hit the subscribe button or follow this podcast wherever it is you get your favorite pods. It'll be waiting for you each and every day around 10 a.m. I'll be on the radio this afternoon at 2 o'clock in Atlanta. We're back again tomorrow for the next edition of The Daily Ten. Subscribe to The Daily Ten now and get the latest breaking news and biggest stories of the day every morning. Get more at 680thefan.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Support for Extra 1063 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand.